And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. If you would turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, I'll read verse 1 and 2 because it's one sentence. Praise God. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. I like starting my sermon with a scripture. Amen. Because it shows that I am referring to final authority. The Bible is final authority. So let's start from final authority. Is that alright? So I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. Mm-hmm, which is one sentence. And then I'll come back. So verse 1 of Matthew chapter 2 reads, Now, when Jesus was born, in the days when Herod was king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Verse 2 reads, Here is why they came. Wise men came from the east to Jerusalem. And they were saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Amen. For we have seen his store in the east and are come to worship him. Amen. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Amen. That's why we sang this morning, he's my king. Is he your king today? Yes, he's our king. That is why we are celebrating his entrance into this earth. And so they came and they were asking everybody. They were not asking the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were not asking uh, the Herodians. No, they were asking ordinary people. And the question they were asking, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And everybody saying, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Isn't it amazing that God entered the earth and some foreigners knew, but but the Israelites didn't know? Isn't that something else? So, they said, for we have seen his store in the east, which means they've been looking. They've been alert. They were aware. But the Jews themselves were not aware. They said, and I come to what? Worship him. And the text tells us that they didn't, they didn't come to worship him empty-handed. I'm not here this morning to talk about things, giving, no, no, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm saying, when they came, can you go to verse 11? Let us see what they brought with their worship. Verse 11, amen, says, And when they came into the house, there he is referring to the kings who came from the east. And by the way, I'll show you in a while, they were not three kings. So, so when you, if you've been singing, these three kings of Orient or get your theology together, amen? We're going to debunk some of these in a while. Are you with me, saints? So the Bible says, And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child, who is Jesus, with his mother. And what did they do? They said, we came to worship him. Now they're telling us what the, the Holy Ghost, through Matthew, is telling us what they did when they saw the king. They did what? They fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their gifts, or oh, they had something, amen, their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. The gifts were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They came to worship him. Now, how, what type of gifts they had? Gold, frankincense, three types of gifts. So that's why people are singing, These three kings, they are so wrong. Amen. <laughs> But brothers and sisters, the idea of what I'm going to talk about today is we are to respond to Jesus with extravagant praise. We are to respond to Jesus with what? Yeah, your praise should not be quiet. Yes, it was quiet in the earth, but not in heaven. Amen. Rejoicing was taking place in heaven. Uh, when you get a chance, can you go to the, to the um, I don't have the text. I think it's in Luke chapter 1 or Luke chapter I'm talking too fast, right? Because I'm looking at the time and I have so much material. I'm just going to take my time. Speak for 40 minutes and what, what's not accomplished, we'll leave it for next time. Amen? Luke chapter 1. When the angel approached the, the shepherds in the field who were keeping watch at night, the Bible said after the, after the shepherd made the announcement, God pulled back the curtain that separated heaven and earth 
and show us what was happening in heaven. I'm saying his birth was not quiet. It's not something we have to be quiet about. Heaven was not quiet. Amen? Are you getting what I'm saying? So we are not to be quiet. The Bible said God pulled it back. Amen? Pulled back the curtain in Luke chapter 1. Praise God. Somewhere in Luke chapter 1. And he showed us what was happening in heaven. The angel was joined by a mass choir in heaven. And they began to sing and shout and praise God because Jesus was born. Are you with me, saints? So it's not something we should be. I, I know we like singing silent night, holy night, and nothing like that. There was nothing silent about that night. Well, well some of you looking at me like, I'm, like I'm, I, I came from Jupiter. But that's okay. Amen. There was nothing silent on that night. Amen. Yes, it was a holy night, but nothing silent. Amen. Amen. Look somewhere in Luke chapter 1. On when you get the text, tell me. Amen. When Gabriel told them, the Bible said, God opened the curtains, pulled back the curtains, and the angels in heaven began to worship and praise God. That's what we're doing this morning. That's what the men, the wise men from the east came to do. They came to worship God. Amen. And notice, notice, I, 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 please, saints, hear what I'm saying. When they worship God, they were not just standing there stiff. Hmm? Let me say that slowly. When they came to worship, they were not just standing there stiff. The Bible said they fell down. Are you getting what I'm saying? There was movement in their body. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I get what I'm saying. They fell down. And they say, up oh, there was, he's two years old. And they're worshiping him. Oh, glory be to God. When I, what an example to us. And the Bible, now there is a play on words. Glory be to God. The Bible says that these men were called wise men. You want to be called wise by heaven? You need to learn to worship the Lord. Yeah, you need to give him praise and glory. Then you qualify as one being wise. Amen? By heaven. Jesus prayed, thy kingdom come. Matthew chapter 6 verse 10. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 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 Earth needs to represent heaven. Jesus is praying, can what's happening in heaven happen on earth? Since we need to learn to worship God. We need to learn to bring precious worship to Jesus. I, I think that's the topic of my sermon, right? Bringing precious worship to Jesus. Anybody here came with precious worship? Precious worship. I'm going to show you why these men, these men, they came from afar. They want a mission. Mm, nothing deterred them nothing stopped them on their way to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords can somebody say praise the lord oh glory be to jesus hallelujah hallelujah so so we are to respond to jesus with extravagant praise for all nations will come to him can you say all nations are going to come to jesus yeah and for those of you who are looking and you are not sure as to whether or not all nations are going to come to Jesus. This is what the Bible says. This is what final authority. This is what final authority says. Amen. Amen. The constitution of the United States is not final authority. Right. No, we thank God for the constitution. Yes. Amen. But brothers and sisters, this trumps and rules the constitution. This is final authority. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. That's okay. One day, one day, when all nations come to him, he'll say, that little preacher in Tallahassee was correct. Amen. That's what we live by. Praise God. Amen. Romans chapter 14, verse 11. For those of you who are saying, I'm not sure if all nations will come to him. Romans chapter 14. 14 verse 11 reads, Jesus says, for it is written, it is written, uh-huh, as I live, Jesus said, saith whom, who is speaking? The Lord Jesus. Anytime you see the word Lord, it's referring to Jesus. We have seen that over and over again. For those of you looking, if you are new, we've established over the last few Sundays that anytime you see the word Lord in the scripture, it's referring to the Lord Jesus. Amen. Are you with me? Thomas. After Thomas doubted Jesus' resurrection. 
the second time Jesus showed up, the room was closed. Mm-hmm. Nobody opened any door for him. He just showed up. Because you see, he can do that. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He has a glorified body. He showed up and he said, Thomas, give me your finger. In other words, he said, give me the index finger. <laughs> yeah, He said, can you take the index finger and put it in my side? Uh-huh. Then he took his hands and he showed Thomas the holes left in his hand by the nails. And Thomas said, my Lord, my God, and fell on his face. Is he your Lord this morning? Is he your King this morning? I'll tell you what. We are persuaded, amen, that he's our Lord and he's our King. Brother, he defied death. Yes, he rose again. He walked away from that grave. Hallelujah. Because he had you and me on his mind. Tell somebody, no grave can keep me down. No grave can keep my body down. The devil is a liar. You know, there was a song. You know, there was a song. No grave shall keep my body down. When the dead in Christ shall rise. And something, something else. No grave. No grave shall. It's a song. I forgot the lyrics. But brothers and sisters. No grave is going to keep my body down. Because he's alive and well. Hallelujah. He said as I live. He said. And the reason why he said as I live. Is because he'll never die again. He of all glory be to Jesus. He laid his life down voluntarily and picked it up again. Who can do that but Jesus Christ? Oh, come on somebody. You can do better than that. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. He looked at you and he looked at me and he saw amen, that we were helpless. We couldn't help ourselves. He saw how the devil manipulated, connived and, and controlled human beings and he said Enough is enough. I am coming to lay my life down on somebody. Anybody excited about Jesus this morning? I know I'm not the only one here. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I forgot to bring me a box of hats. I just I was I would just throw them out now. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Tell your neighbor, we love our Jesus. Yes, we do. We do. And we are not shame about it. Oh, no, no, no. The devil is a liar. Amen. That word Lord here, and word Lord here is, is curious. And it means, it means master. It means owner. It means supreme in authority. It means controller. And brothers and sisters, the supreme authority, the, the, the controller said, every knee shall bow. You, you didn't hear me. <laughs> oh God, he said, he said, as I live, says the Lord Jesus, every knee, if you got a knee, you will bow. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you may have a lot of talk now, but the day is coming, brothers and sisters, when your mouth will be shut and your knees will hit the carpet. Oh, hallelujah. Can somebody say, thank God for Jesus? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anybody has precious worship for Jesus? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the Bible tells us since, if I can, can you continue, um, that, that the men came from the east, the wise men came from the east to do just that, to worship Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We are told that he was born. Can you go back to our text? Matthew chapter 2. He was born. Amen. We were told he was born when Herod, the king, was in power. You know Herod, and that Herod here is Herod the Great. Amen. He was the first of several important rulers from the Herodian dynasty. 
Amen. Who was named in scripture. Herod, this Herod, uh, um, he ruled I think from 37 to 4 BC. I'm giving you some information on, on Herod because this man was a wicked man. Amen. He is thought to have been a descendant of the Edomites. He is an offspring of Esau. This is what I'm telling you, brothers and sisters. What's happening in, in the Middle East? They are all family. <laughs> they are they're all family. What you and I have to do is pray for them. Because the devil, listen to me, they are all family and they haven't recognized Jesus as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And listen, if you haven't recognized, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And until he is in your life, there will be no peace. And that's what we see happening over there. Over there. there is no peace because they have not recognized the Prince of Peace. Yeah, they're all family. Esau and Jacob were children of whom? Yes. Isaac and Jacob were Esau. Who was Esau's brother? Jacob. Who was their father? Isaac. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? These kids, they, are, they got the same father. Anyhow, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Herod was ruthless. He was the same Herod who murdered all the Jews and all the baby, babies in, in Bethlehem two years and under. Because he found out, he found out from the wise men, amen, that Jesus Christ, the king, long-awaited king, came, the one prophesied by scripture. And so he told the wise men, you go ahead and see where he is and come to me so I can come worship him. But that wasn't his plan. His plan was to come kill baby Jesus. And so an angel told the wise men, do not go back to Herod, he's a conniving, you know what I mean. Amen. And so they went. And so the Bible says, after Herod realized that they, they went on their way, he decided to kill every child in Bethlehem. Can you imagine? Every male child in Bethlehem from two years under. That's the same Herod. He was the one who was responsible for building the temple. He loved huge building projects. Amen. So I'm giving you the setting into which Jesus was born. A dictator was in power. Amen. But listen to me brothers and sisters. God is not afraid of any dictator. I said that too fast. God is not afraid of any dictator. Because he is the supreme ruler. Amen. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. Are you with me saints? Amen. Praise. Are you kidding me? So whether it's a democracy or theocracy or anarchy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to God. His king will come at the appointed time. Oh, come on somebody. Give the Lord some praise. Amen. Amen. Aren't you happy? Amen. Aren't you happy that God can come in a situation? It doesn't matter what's going on because he's in control. Yeah, think of your situation. He can come in any time. If you and I will allow him. <laughs> oh, there's a caveat now. If you will allow him, if you'll bring your precious praise to him, can you say precious praise? I'm talking about brothers and sisters. Oh, God, give me some time to explain precious praise. Just like these men came from afar and they placed their lives in danger, but they had a praise and a worship. Amen. For God, I remember when I was living in Atlanta, I, and, and, and um, uh, I used to, uh, we used to go to church uh, it would take us about 50 minutes to an hour just to drive to church one way how many ways one way i came and said man you can get in you can get from one place to another in Tallahassee within 30 minutes one way to church is almost an hour and and what you know what, what really what really changed my mind and got me even more devoted to God was I would come and there were people at church long before me I'm talking about they were there 7 in the morning 7.15 and I asked where do you live? and I want a half away an hour and a half away talk about precious worship and they come ready smiling oh 
changed my mind, my perception of worship. I used to complain just 10-15 minutes down the road coming to church. Are you getting what I'm saying? I went to Atlanta and I got, I got comfortable with driving an hour to church. I, now I came back to Tallahassee and I had 30 minutes. That's nothing. I got no excuse. Are you getting me? I'm talking about precious worship. Precious what? Sometimes you got to leave to go away to get the right perspective. To get the right Because sometimes we take what we have for granted. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? The things I used to worry about when I was in Atlanta, I worry no more. You see, the thing is, I lived in Tallahassee first. Then I went in Atlanta. And my mind somehow expanded. Hello, somebody. The little things we complain here, I never, I don't complain about it anymore. When you live in this city, something changed. Well, some of you. <laughs> uh, glory be to God. Listen, since my worship changed, my approach to church changed. Uh-huh, because I realized there were some people who knew how to praise God. Who knew how to worship God. Who brought their praise from afar. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, sometimes we need to, you need, we need to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. In a huge, a big city. And see how people praise and worship God. See the sacrifices they make to come in the house of God. Are you with me, saints? See the time they take to come in the house of God. Listen to me. You drive one way, one hour. You sit there for two hours, another way, four hours. By the time you reach home with traffic, five to six hours gone. And they have no problems with that. Thank you. Week after week. Especially those in the worship team. Oh, they got to be there long before everybody. Oh. <laughs> I'm still talking about precious praise. You, you see, what happened was this changed. For some of us, this will never change. Let me say it again. My mind expanded. For some of us, our mind will never expand. Are you getting me? In 1996, 1997, I was struggling to be a Christian. Struggling. Thank God I had a, a pastor friend of mine. He called me and he said, Emmanuel, he said, you got so much potential, but you are so lazy. I needed that. I needed that. I needed that. He said to me, he said, you are always late. I'm telling you what he said to me. And he mentioned a few other things to me. And he said, I'm telling you that. He said, I know it's rough. When, because when he said that to me, my head fell. And he said to me, if you just changed. He said, if you just change this right here. Your life will change. Well, <laughs> he said, it's what you do for God that, that lasts. That's what he said. He said, it's what you do for God that lasts. And I left, Pastor Webb, I left, I left the house. I left his office. And went in my vehicle, the tears began to run down my eyes. And I said, that from today, I'm going to do God right. From today, I'm going to bring my precious praise to God. I'm going, I wasn't, I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't in any, I wasn't in any, um, I wasn't part of any church's leadership. Just an ordinary Christian, but he saw something in me. And he saw how I dragged in church. And he called me. And I think that for that, how many of you, sometimes you need somebody to tell you the truth? You need somebody to tell the truth and not be nice about it. You see what I'm saying? To shut you up. Little that, I, little that I know, little did I know that I was called to be a pastor. I didn't know that. But God, the man spoke to me. And he said to me, you do everything else right for the people. You can do it for God. He said, all you have to do is change your mindset. He said, your mind is not set right when it comes to God. Well, <laughs> And I couldn't give God a precious praise. I couldn't give him a precious worship. Are you getting me sense? 
These men from Babylon, these wise men, I'm going to share with you where they came from. They came from Persia, which is today modern day Iran. These men, according to some historians, traveled 1,200 miles. You, you, you didn't hear me. You don't hear me. You, you don't hear me. You, you hear me? Are you getting me? 1,200 miles, three to four months on the road with caravans because they had to travel with a lot of people because of thieves. You, you, are you, <laughs> so you see, sometimes you, you got to go back in the history and see what's going on. No wonder God showed them the star. Listen to me. If you seek, you will find. Oh. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? They sought Jesus. They found, they found him. The Bible says the star appeared over the house of Jesus. Because they sought Jesus. Anybody seeking the Lord? Guarantee you'll find. Guarantee you'll what? You'll find. So they traveled past the way. Listen, they traveled 1,200 miles. You know, uncomfortable that is in a caravan. Some of them may have, may have had horses, you know, camels, donkeys. You know, back then, if you had a horse, it's like a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Can you imagine? Anyhow, <laughs> looking out because you know the entourage had to be huge. They had to have people. They had to have people here who were defending them for thieves. Think about everything was open. Think about stopping to use the restroom. There was nothing like there was nothing like every fifty miles there is a, a rest stop. You, you, <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Everything is just in the open. But they were in pursuit of bringing precious praise. To Jesus and God protected them. He what? He protected them. And they're traveling. The desert, the scorching sun, mm? the heat. You know, there was nothing like air condition back then. You know, I was driving to church this morning and the air condition was really nice on me this morning. Praise the Lord. And I'm thinking about these guys in the desert. And, you know, just thinking about them. And the pastor, for the very first time, some t- the tears in my eyes. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the example, Lord. Are you getting me? I said, God, if I could come here six, seven in the morning, I would. I, I'm going to try to do better. We, we come here about seven something minutes to eight. Amen? And you get what I'm saying, brother and sister. But sometimes when you think of the goodness of God. You get what I'm saying? When you, God has been good to us. And I say, God, not only I thank you. I thank you for the example. I thank you for the time I was born. Amen? Thank God for the air condition. Thank God for the vehicles. Thank God for the advancement in technology. They didn't have that. Listen, they didn't have that and they still did better than us. They were more faithful than us. Said something is wrong. We've got to think about it. And so, finally, they arrived in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They came, arrived in Jerusalem. Believe, believe it or not, I think that the house, I'm talking too far. I think that the house where Jesus was, was packed with wise men. The word wise, referred to, is from a, it's from a, the Greek word for wise is magi. Magus. That's where we get the word magician. Or magic. Amen? Listen, they were not related to David Copperfield. Not that type of guy. Amen? <laughs> Amen? So when you hear magi, magic, it has nothing to do with David Copperfield. Praise God. It's <laughs> They were really star. They studied the star. They were astrologers. 
That's the word. They were astrologers. And don't you ever think God is into astrology? Praise God. For some of you think God is not into astrology. Let me show you how, how much God is not into astrology. And I'm saying that because I was teaching this once. And I had a question. Pastor, so um, these guys, they were astrologers. And they were guided by God. They came to worship Jesus. What do you think about astrology? I don't think until what the Bible has to say. Can I tell you what the Bible says? Yes, yes. My, I have decided this is final authority. And let me share with you quickly what the Bible says about astrology. Amen? Can you go to uh, Leviticus chapter 19 verse 26 quickly? Leviticus chapter 19 verse 26. Since I promise you, give me a couple more minutes and I'll be done. Amen? But I, I need to address this right here. Leviticus 19.26 It says, You shall not eat anything with blood, neither shall you use enchantment, nor observer of times. Enchantment here means a magic spell to predict or divine. Are you getting me sense? Let's go to another, another. So the Bible says, Don't, you, don't go to anybody who, use, who uses magic. Somebody who casts spells. Don't give anybody your left hands to read your left hands. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? No, no, no. You know, I know some of you say, well, are you Sagittarius? Are you, are you, are you Aries? Are you Scorpio? And so on. Look, I am a Christian. Well, I know. Well, see, oh, you know, those are the times. You know, those are the times I see a lot of sad faces in church. Praise when you start getting, when you go to the Bible and you start explaining God's perspective, because we are so bound up into the culture. Bless God. Are you Aries? Yes. What? What? What is your day? What did you read there? Girl, today you get a lot of money. Today I read it. I read it. I read it. I read it. <laughs> yeah, I read it this morning. I went to the papers. Are you the God? Listen, saints, can I be honest with you? Just enjoy what the world has and stay focused on Jesus. Yeah, don't set your heart on it. Amen. Well, some of you saying, <laughs> okay. Let me give you one more scripture. Let me let me double down. Deuteronomy chapter eighteen. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Let's read verse 10 to 13. It's not my perspective. It's God's perspective. When I found out, if I agree with you, we both will be wrong. <laughs> so I have agreed to... Amen? Agree with God. Is that alright? Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 10. It reads, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. In other words, don't sacrifice your children. Like the heathen did, the Canaanites did that. Uh, amen. The Jebusites, or that useth divination—that's the same word here. Casting spells, magic, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer. Amen. Or a count, a consulter with familiar spirits. Don't use a wizard, a male witch, or a necromancer. Verse 12, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God doth drive them out of the land before you. Verse 13, I love verse 13. You got it? Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. You shall be what? Perfect. In other words, grow into maturity with God. Be much understand, understand, and this is what God is saying. Hear me, hear me, brothers and sisters. This is what God is saying. He's saying behind all of these right here, all, all of these is the devil. That's all God is saying. Behind the necromancer, behind the wizard, behind the witch, all of it, or behind all of these is a demon. That's what is it? God is just trying. The devil, he has his people in place. And God is saying, Don't you open yourself to demon possession? Don't you do that. It's going, your life is going to take a downward spiral. That's what's going to happen, saints. And we have to agree with God. Can you say agree with God? So not because they were astrologers. They studied a star and the moon. The magi, that's what they did. Amen. And God is a good God because even if these guys study astrology, they were still searching for Jesus. 
Let me, let me, let, let, can I be honest with you? You don't have to be perfect to be searching for a perfect Jesus. <laughs> you, got, you don't have to be perfect to be searching for a perfect Jesus. God will start with you where you are now. Yes. All you have to do is begin the process. Yield to the Holy Ghost and your life will be turned around. Ah, are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Anybody here has precious worship to Jesus? Mm, God is a wonderful God. So, saints, I want to share with you God's perspective on astrology because it's so important that we know that. Amen? Glory be to Jesus. Now, we know a few things about this, men, five minutes. You know, they said preachers close four, five, six times. That is true. But, but. <laughs> I got so much material, Lord have mercy. I guess we'll have to finish up another time. Amen? Oh. Can I get five more minutes? I know I, I, know I asked for it five minutes ago. But what was interesting is, these men didn't just leave Persia on their own. There was an influence back in Persia mm-hmm, that caused these men to be searching. And that's where you and I come. You and I can create a thirst in our neighbors. You know everybody's your neighbor. You know everybody's your neighbor. From God's perspective, everyone, we are each other's neighbor. Your neighbor is not the person who lives next to you. Are you with me, saints? We are each other's neighbor. Can you say we live in a global village? Amen. That's what the, the, the story of the Good Samaritan, that's what Jesus was trying to get home. Amen. Are you with me? You remember the story? Of, story do you remember? The, do you remember the story of the Good Samaritan? Mm, the man thieves overtook him because that's what happened. That's why it was a huge caravan, the Magi. Amen. Thieves would overtake you. The man thieves overtook him, left him on the side of the road. Here come, here come a Levite. Uh huh. Yes. A Levite. He looked at the man, went on the other side of the road. Here comes a priest. He looked at the man. <laughs> but, 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 but let me share with you. Can I tell you, though, how many of you, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, the Levite and the priest, they weren't forgiven, they had bad hearts. Yes, maybe they did. But you know what I think? Let me tell you what I think. I think the Levite and the priest, well, let's, let's, let us deal with the last man first. You mind if we deal with the last guy? So, there, there came what? A Samaritan. The Levite couldn't help. The priest couldn't help. The Samaritan came. He came on a Mercedes Benz on his horse. Uh-huh. And he put the man on his Mercedes. Bent over. <laughs> are you with me? Are you getting me? Took him to the inn and said, Take care of him. And if there is any money left over, sorry, if the bill is more than what I'm giving you now, on my way back, I will take care of him. Okay. The influence in Persia. What was the influence? You remembered Daniel. You remembered Esther and Mordecai. You remember what happened? The influence of the Jews in Persia got the attention of the Magi, the wise men. Daniel in particular. Listen to what they said about Daniel. And saying, that is where you and I come. This season, I want you, would you position yourself in a way to influence others and create a thirst in them for Jesus Christ? Well, would you strive to do that? Because that's what Daniel did. Listen to what the Bible says about Daniel. Listen to how he was described. I, I gotta, you got to read this right here. This is such a beautiful description of the man. Can you go to Daniel chapter, Daniel chapter 5? And let's read verse 11 and 12. Listen to how Daniel is described by, by Belteshazzar's, Belteshazzar's wife. Daniel served Nebuchadnezzar 
Then he built, uh, Nebuchadnezzar died. His son Belteshazzar took over. And Belteshazzar took all, you know, Nebuchadnezzar took all the instruments from the, from the temple. When he spoiled Jerusalem, he took all the temple furnishings and brought it in Babylon. He died. His son Belteshazzar began to reign. And all of a sudden Belteshazzar got the, the, the you know, just the thought came over him. To bring out the vessels of the Lord's house and drink in them. And when he brought them out and began to drink, a hand appeared and began writing on the wall. And the Bible says his loins got loose and his knees started to buckle. He called for the soothsayers to explain the dream. They could not. And his wife came and said, There is a man. Listen to what she listen to how she described Daniel. She said, There is a man in your kingdom. In whom is the spirit of the holy gods. Are you getting me? She said, and in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods was given in him. Oh God, I give you praise. Whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, your father, the king, I say, your father made master over all the whom? And astrologers and Chaldeans and soothsayers. Daniel was over all of them. Can you go to verse 12? Verse 12. For as much as an what? Excellent spirit. <laughs> Talk about representing God right. An excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding inter interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel. Can I give you, can I give you a little heads up right there? These are the things I pray for. These are the things which we incorporate in our prayer. God, give me an excellent spirit. Give me knowledge and understanding. Help me interpret dreams. You know God speaks through dreams. Help me interpret dreams. How you getting what I'm saying? Some dreams are about you. Some dreams are not about you. You got to be careful with dreams. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Some dreams, I just dream and curse it. I move right on. Amen. Well, let me move on here. Glory be to God. Amen? Glory be to Jesus. So, and, and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the kingdom Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show you the interpretation. For she was sure about that, because he represented God. Let me leave this with you. Can you do, can we try to do the same this season? Get to the point, position ourselves to effectively represent Jesus Christ. Look, that is how you bring precious praise. The man created a thirst in all the magicians for Jesus to the point that they risked their lives in search of Jesus and brought him gifts. Gold for a king. Frankincense for a high priest. Myrrh to, to, to embalm him when he died. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say Look, let me share with you. Jesus had more than enough. That's why Joseph retired. <laughs> when the wise men came, Joseph said, Oh, oh it's, time to, it's time to give up that furniture business. I better go, go down to Egypt. Are you getting what I'm saying? Joseph said, The Lord has blessed. Amen. He sold up the furniture business, went down to Egypt, and a couple years thereafter, he came back to Jerusalem. Are you getting me saying? How? Because of precious. Anybody has precious worship? Precious worship for Jesus? Precious worship. Says, let me share with you. Let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. When the pastor told me so, and I came across these wise men, and I did some reading, I said, in no way, these men are going to do better than me in my praise and worship. I said, in no way. And from that time, now I may have fun on Saturday night, amen? I don't really, my, my wife and I know it is uh, for us on Saturday night, Saturday night we, from 6 o'clock to 12, 1 in the morning, I'm in the word of God on Saturday nights. Now if we have to go somewhere, but that doesn't mean maybe if we have to go somewhere, if we have to go eat or friend tell us. You, are you getting me? I do that. But it, listen to me, it doesn't matter how late I stay up on Saturday night. You best believe that clock goes off at 5.30 Sunday morning up. But you better get up. 
because I cannot do better. Two, three, because I have set my mind to give him precious praise. Oh, oh, oh yeah, uh, Saturday, so, so Sunday after church, I'll sleep. But I'm coming here because the wise men are not doing better than me in bringing my precious praise to Jesus Christ. The devil is a liar. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Anybody brings precious praise? Anybody has precious praise? I didn't know that I'd be a preacher. From the time I started doing that, my life changed. I began to see God moving in my life because I began to show Him respect. Are you getting what I'm saying? Began to move and change things in my life because my praise went up to another level. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Oh, bless the Lord of my soul and all that is within me. Can you give the Lord a wave and I'm going to... Father, we give you praise. Can you just say, Father, we give you glory. Lord, we give you honor. We magnify your name. Oh, we thank you, Lord God, for precious praise. Oh, 2023 is ending. I may have messed up on my praise, but not 2024. 2024, I'm going to bring my precious praise to my God. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to do better in 2024. Yes, I'm going to. Lord, I give the praise. I give the glory. I'm bringing my precious praise to you. If if you're looking today and you're not saved, today's a good day to be saved. Hear me, today's a good day to be saved. Listen, the world is coming to an end. There are wars and rumors of wars. And the Bible says, when you see these things happening, the end is near. Look, you don't want to be left out. You want to be able to look up for your redemption. Draws near. Listen to me, Christ is going to crack the sky anytime soon. You, you, you may be saying, Emmanuel, you know, that's just talk. Yeah. You know, some people say, you know, some people say, well, that's just talk, that's just history. You know. Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to rise on the third day. And they never understood it. They just thought it was talk. They thought it was a joke. Until he, resur- until he really resurrected. Hear me. The Bible says in Mark chapter 13 verse 31, he says, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words... My words shall never pass away. There are claims in the Bible that no human being can make that the Bible has made. None can. For years it was prophesied that a Messiah was coming. And Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies of the Messiah, about the Messiah. All here in this Bible. So yeah, you may be saying, it's just talk. You don't want to wait to find out. I'm asking you today to make your calling an election show. Look, I have many witnesses, many people who came up, who came against the Bible. Search the Bible just to find errors and they all got saved. <laughs> I can give you a list of them. Listen, 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 listen. And, and, and I'm being honest because I, people call me and they talk to me. That French philosopher, I always talk about him. What was his name again? Voltaire. French philosopher Voltaire said, he looked at the Bible and he said, a hundred years after he's he's dead, the Bible existence will be extinct. A hundred years after Voltaire died, his house became a printing press for the Bible. Guess who the joke was on? Voltaire. I'm appealing to you today. Look, I'm appealing to you today. 
to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you're not saved and you can feel the Lord is speaking to you, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I recognize that I am a sinner. I can't help myself. So I thank you for sending Jesus to take away my sins. Say, Jesus, I repent from my sins. Yes, yeah, yeah, say it, say it. Say, Jesus, I repent from my sins and I make you my Lord. Yeah, if you pray that prayer, heaven is rejoicing. We rejoice with you. Can you rejoice with those who are accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? We rejoice with you. Send us some information at iogmtalia.gmail.com iogmtalia.gmail.com Look, we'll pray with you and we'll send you some material to help in your Christian life. Thank you for those of you who have called. We appreciate you. We're praying for you. Congregation, can you give the little hand of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything will change in your life. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.